You're listening to the Rich State of Mind Show, the podcast made to make you the total package in the entrepreneurial world and give you what we call a rich state of mind. If you are here looking to learn about real estate investing, marketing, elevating your business, and developing your mindset to get to the next level, then you are at the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join our community on richstateofmind.com. Now here's your host, Anthony Ritchie. Hey everybody, welcome to the episode of Rich State of Mind where I'm talking to Brittany Sanders. Brittany specializes in individual and family life insurance, business protection, retirement planning, tax diversification, asset preservation, legacy and estate planning, and roles of 401ks over into pensions. This is a great episode because my favorite part is talking about how you can use your life insurance as a bank. Tapping into the cash value of your life insurance policy, whether it's for the life insurance policy you have on yourself or for your kids. Uh, this is a great wealth building tool that I want people to uh, think about. Not only do we want to ensure that we have life insurance as a death benefit, right? Because we don't want to have GoFundMe accounts, but we can also use our life insurance as a life benefit. So please listen to this episode. This is a great episode with some good content. Thank you for listening and please enjoy. Hey, Brittany, thank you for taking the time this evening. Um, this will be the first time that we're talking about life insurance um, very in depth. I think this is going to be a great topic because oftentimes we don't want to talk about this topic, but there could be so many different ways it can be used and so many ways it could be packaged. So please tell us a little bit about yourself, Brittany, and what you do. So my name is uh, Brittany Sanders, a.k.a. Ms. Life Insurance. Um, I'm an advisor with New York Life, and I specialize in um, all different types of life insurance. Um, I also um, do retirement planning. We educate people on how to save money on taxes, uh, different concepts on how to diversify your portfolio. Um, and I also help people turn their 401ks into pensions. Awesome. So uh, what got you into this uh, this business, the field of business? Um, so I've always been interested in finance. Um, I used to work for another company, a PNC company, um, where I did auto home and I did life insurance and banking. Um, and I felt that after a couple of years, life insurance was more of an important focus to me because mm -hmm. I got to know my clients better. I built better relationships and I felt like I was really helping them, um, you know, less transactional business. Um, the more I learned about how life insurance worked, and the more how I learned that it's a financial resource and how it can be used to not only protect people, but also as a resource, um, you know, for the future, um, it just became really important to me. And, um, you know, and here I am. <laughs> and so, and, and uh, what company do you work for? So my company is New York Life. Um, we are number 67 on the Fortune 500 list. So we're extremely financially wow. stable, um, 175 years in business, very well known. And, um, you know, we're just very known for being dependable. Uh, we've never struggled during any, you know, Great Depression, the crash of 08, uh, during the pandemic COVID. As a company, we've never struggled. So we're kind of built for, to, to strive even during times like those. And so um, let's talk about life insurance and I want to talk about the retirement plans and the other packages as well, because each are, I think, equally important. And so so why would somebody get life insurance? 
Um, so there's many different reasons why you would get life insurance. It really depends on what your personal situation is. Um, when I sit down with my clients, I do a like personalized needs analysis. So I kind of understand, you know, what's their personal life like? What are their goals? Um, what do they have as far as liabilities that have to be protected? You know, whether they have a mortgage or if they have young children who can't take care of themselves and they pass away, they will have to replace their income, take care of their family. So um, if they're a business owner, I'll kind of address their needs and see what they have to cover and, and um, you know, see what their goals are. So there can be different reasons. Um, I always explain to my clients, you know, the difference between how term and whole life works, um, you know, because term is meant to be temporary coverage and it allows you to get bigger bulks of coverage for a, a lower premium, um, which is the more common use of it. So um, you, you are not a burden to your family. Um, but at the same time, whole life has a lot, a lot of other benefits that don't come with term. And um, the earlier you get that whole life locked in, the less money you'll spend in the long run and you'll have benefits you can use you know, while you're here and alive, um, because the whole life grows cash value. And as a mutual company, New York Life also pays dividends every year to our clients. Nice. Um, so with any company, dividends are not guaranteed, but we've actually never missed a year paying dividends. So we're pretty confident in that area. Well, yeah, you said you're 175 years strong. So uh, I think that by now y'all have mastered mm -hmm. the ability to be able to withstand literally every recession. I think that's been recorded. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yep. So why would somebody pick term insurance? So term insurance um, would be for, term insurance is there for like that time period in your life where you have a, like a very high need. You have a lot going on. For example, if you have a few children, right? You have a mortgage. If you have student loans, these are all things you have to cover that would you know affect your family if you were not there so if, for example if you have a husband and wife right and you guys are you know paying your household um bills together and one of you passes away you know are you going to be able to maintain paying that mortgage payment are you going to be able to maintain taking care of your kids buying them clothes food activities doctor health insurance right all these necessities that you're that are a part of your lifestyle Right. If you're losing one person's income, can you maintain that lifestyle? So with term insurance is very affordable. Um, the cost of insurance is is pretty low and you can lock it in for a certain time period. So we usually base that time period based on what you have going on in your life. For example, if you have uh, a 10 year old child. Right. And you want to make sure you have coverage until they're an adult, then you might choose a 10 year term, because at that point, when your child is 20 and they are most likely not going to be um, dependent on you financially, you don't really need to have that income replacement, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you have a 20-year mortgage, right, you might get a 20-year term because you want to make sure that that is covered, whether you're here or not. You don't want your family to have to relocate if you pass away. So there are different reasons why you would get term insurance. Um, and you can really customize it with where we call it layering the term. Whereas, you know, um, if I have like a, for I might get one layer of coverage in a 10 year because my oldest child will be an adult when that expires. 
Gotcha. And then when that falls off, I still have the remaining coverage for my youngest child's remaining years as a as not in a not as an adult, and then cover my mortgage too. Customize everything in your life, and you know. So yeah, term insurance is a very easy way to um, cover your responsibilities, your liabilities, so that you're not being a burden to your family and not changing your like lifestyle. Would normally term insurance be cheaper, being that it's only for, let's say, 10 to 20 years by whole life, which is usually for the person's whole life until they die? Yeah. So initially, term insurance is the least expensive. So if I were to, you know, quote you right now, term insurance and quote your whole life, the term is going to be less expensive because it doesn't come with any additional benefits. Term insurance is only a benefit if and when you pass away, whereas the whole life is a benefit to you while you're here and alive as well as when you pass away. Um, so the rates are never gonna be comparable. Term insurance always starts off as this expensive option. However, in the long run, if you keep getting new term insurance, every time your term expires, you're gonna have more money in the long run because the rates are all based on your age, your health, your lifestyle. So if you never lock in permanent coverage, you're going to keep have to, re- have to renewing your insurance at an older age. You don't know where your health is going to be, you know, 20 years from now, Fair for enough. example, right? So like when you lock in whole life, your monthly or annual, however you pay it, might be a little more than term, but eventually you're going to be done paying for your whole life and it's just going to grow forever. So you're locking in your insurability and letting that policy turn into not only being life insurance protection, but also being and asset to you at the same time. And so we talked about how whole life, or you mentioned actually how whole life gains cash value. Uh, can you please explain mm-hmm. how somebody could tap into that cash value to use it without somebody yeah, dying? So, <laughs> right, of course. So that's what we call a living benefit. You have to be alive to utilize that benefit, right? Um, so whole life, is, there's a much wider variety of options. Um, when it comes to whole life, as far as how they can be designed, there are a lot more riders and options available. Um, we have our traditional whole life options. We have customized whole life options. We have universal life. Um, but for the most part, whole life in general, um, like I said, it's designed to be an asset to you. As far as the cash value, the benefit is that you can pull those funds out anytime that's available in the policy tax-free. Um, oh, okay. Just base whole life insurance is not an investment product. So that makes it not taxable. Um, any cash value going in your policy, it's not reported as income. It's hundred percent credit protected, right? So it's, it's pretty much invisible to the IRS. So it's in a life insurance policy. They're never, no one's going to know how much cash value you have in that policy. So you can basically design those policies, um, how, you know, based on how you want to perform, you can design it like a savings plan, right? And as it grows every year, um, you can, like when you get an illustration for whole life, you can kind of see how the policy is going to perform based on how you choose to fund it. Um, So it kind of gives you more flexibility in your planning because there's no right or wrong way to use that policy. And what I mean by that is some people will want to use, like you can get a policy on your child um, as early as 15 days old. So 
if you're policy on your child and you have that growing until they're an adult, they can start using that. They, you can use that money for college. Or if they don't go to college, you can use that to start a business, whatever they want to do with their adult life, right? But your child is not starting their adult life from zero. Okay. Interesting. So um, uh, real quick, so I can take the money, let's say for my mm -hmm. child, let's say I start a whole life for them, mm -hmm. like five, five years old, uh, whatever the, the balance mm -hmm. is pretty much what I put in. Or it, so the, the cash value, it's not just based on what you're funding. So like, it's not going to be, um, it's not going to be like whatever you put in is sitting in cash value, right? The first couple of years, you need to get the time, the policy time to grow. It's not like a, a quick rate of return kind of product. It's more of a long-term planning product, okay? Um, but it does get to a point in the policy where it starts becoming an asset to, to you. Um, typically in the first, like, usually somewhere between around the first five to seven years in the policy, the amount that the policy cash value is increasing every year is more than the policy is even costing you. So that's gotcha. one turning point, okay? Um, the second turning point is when the cash value total is more than what you've put in so far, okay? Um, and then the third turning point is when you're no longer funding the policy, but it's still growing for the rest of your life. So that's, I, I call it the tax-free side hustle, right? But it's essentially you having the whole life policy as a savings vehicle that's that's tax-free, uh, but interest-bearing because the cash value on average will go at about a 4% rate. And that's important to know because our our country inflation rate is about three, three and a half percent. So if you put your money into a savings account in the bank, your money, you'd be lucky to earn half percent money on that on that money sitting there, right? The, the money is pretty much collecting dust. The only way for your savings account to grow is for you to put more money into it, right? Well, with the whole life policy, it's never gonna stop growing, it's doing the work for you. And you also have it growing at a conservative rate. Yes, it's growing at a rate that's lower than the returns you may get in the stock market, but the stock market is more risky, right? You can, you mm -hmm. can get a high rate of return or you can lose that money the next day. The whole life is a more conservative vehicle you're guaranteed not to lose money from it. And even if you get higher rates of return in the stock market, that's taxable income. The whole life is not taxable. So the whole point is that you want to diversify your portfolio. You want to have your investments, right? You don't want to miss out on great returns, but you also want to have a safety vehicle we call safe money, your whole life insurance, so that when whatever's happening in the stock market is not going well, you have one asset that's guaranteed to grow regardless of what's happening with the economy. That no, makes this, sense. No, no, this is great. And I mean, I'm not saying people should do this so they could just cash out on their kids, but uh, it is a good opportunity or vehicle to start maybe your kid in college or in a business. Uh, because I like, I, I talk to my son sometimes. And so he has a life insurance policy and I talk to him. Mine about, too. Awesome. And so I talked to him about, hey, look, he already says school is not for him. Like he's good at it, but it's, it's not, it doesn't stimulate him. There are other things that stimulate him. So the best freedom is to have the flexibility to be able to fund your kids' ideas 
so by the time that they are 18, they've already kind of, those ideas have been fleshed out throughout their younger years and you have the money to invest in them mm -hmm. in order for them to do something. So let's just say he wants to do real estate. Uh, well, time to cash out that real estate, uh, that life insurance policy and uh, use it, you know, use it for something. Now, I do have a question though. So you got to pay the money back. This money comes to you. Then, then uh, what happens to your, your, your policy? So your policy. So like I said, there's no right or wrong way to use the policy. Um, you're going to have an increasing death benefit the entire time with the whole life. Right. You have increasing cash value that you can pull from at any time that's available. So it is considered a policy loan when you take it out. They pretty much a loan that you're not required to pay back. So whatever you take out of your cash value, if you pass away, they just subtract the difference from your death benefit. Gotcha. Um, we usually recommend just um, paying the interest on, on the policy loan once a year so that you're not accruing more interest for no reason. Um, but just in general, again, you can take that money out. You don't have to apply or qualify. It's there and it's yours. And it's funny you mentioned real estate because one of my... Um, kids policies that I have, one of the larger ones that, that is specifically airmarked for real estate. That's my plan, you know, for my children with that policy. Um, yeah. So like I said, you can use it for college, for real estate, you can use it for business. Um, I have a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, right? And when you're a business owner, you have to create these avenues for yourself, right? Because you don't have a 401k or 403b for, to work that's being provided for you, right? So I have some clients who will put a whole life policy on their payroll, so to speak, it's a concept, where they basically pay the whole life policy a full-time or a part-time employee salary, right? And what that does for them is when they get to retirement, they're getting paid back more retirement income than they actually put into the policy. So people can choose to not touch that money at all and wait till you retire and you become your own banker and you pay yourself a salary, right? And, ah. just, and just, to, just to be clear, that's just one part of your portfolio. You have your, your tax-free whole life, you have your, your Roth IRA, you have your investments, you have pieces to the puzzle, right? This is your, your safe money option. Okay, I like that. I, I do like that. That's, um, that's the first time this has been explained to me where somebody uses it like a income, almost like their 401k. Uh, mm -hmm. on the you know as they're in their retirement years that's pretty dope I mean I think about it I asked people I said how many employees do you have right now that, that are going to pay you back when you retire none of them you pay them get they got paid time off you got to provide benefits they have vacation days right they work for you they get paid they do their job your business grows and when they're no longer working for you that's it put a whole life policy on your payroll and that policy is gonna pay you back retirement income more than what you put into it. It's a no brainer. Wow, I'm gonna have to really look into that. That's, <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually a pretty cool uh, concept. Again, never heard of it before, but definitely gonna have to look. And it's just um, one hard. of many, you know? Well, shoot, what, you, gotta, you got one more? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are a lot. Um, like I said, we kind of, it's all needs based. Um, I don't, um, how should I put it? Sometimes there are people who will just, they want to pitch the product they want to sell, right? They just met you the first time they met you and they want to pitch a product, but it's like, yeah. 
how can I pitch a product I don't know anything about you yet, right? So if I assess your needs and I understand what you're trying to accomplish, then I, that will kind of guide me as to which concept or product makes sense for you based on what you're trying to achieve. If you want to invest some money and you want a quick return next year, I'm not going to tell you to get a whole life policy. That doesn't work like that, right? So <laughs> it's all about uh, needs-based planning um, when it comes to positioning the, the life insurance. No, yeah, you're right. And so I want to, speaking of retirement, I want to talk about uh, where you have a uh, retirement income and also protecting or having a retirement plan. Uh, what other uh, things do you implement on top of the insurance uh, to help people fortify themselves for retirement? Okay. So as a company, so just to be clear for compliance purposes, right? Myself personally, um, I'm only life insurance licensed. Um, although the whole life that I design is very involved with retirement planning and estate planning, again, multiple different concepts. Um, I am only life insurance licensed, but us as a company, I do work with a full team of consultants that are, um, we all specialize in different areas. We work as a team to you know, deliver solutions that are the best for our clients. Mm -hmm. So we specialize in holistic planning, everything to do with health and wealth. We do health insurance, long-term care, which uh, that is covering you if you have a, um, a chronic illness, you have uh, medical expenses for that later in life, you have to pay for a, a nursing home or home health aid, long-term mm -hmm. care pays for that. Um, life insurance, investments, mutual funds, right? So we have asset managers to manage your investments for you. Uh, we do do annuities. Um, I do fixed annuities at the moment, fixed so that, you know, that's not for a registered uh, product, but we also do variable annuities that have you invested in the stock market. Um, and we have um, guaranteed income annuities, which is pretty much creating your own pension. Um, so we have a, a wide variety of products and services. Um, everything is needs-based. And basically when it comes to planning, what happens is people come to invest and they don't really understand that you have to set a foundation first before you start investing. Right. So okay. the funny thing is life insurance is always the first step. Right. First thing we're going to do is understand your situation, your business, whatever it is. Let's protect your income. Next step is we're going to help you grow your income, grow your business or you know, what's your continuation plan. So that can involve using whole life to invest. That can involve other strategies that are you know, invest in products, things like that. And then lastly is what are your exit plans? Do you want your business to, do you want to sell it? You want to keep it in the family, right? You want to pass down to your children? You know, do you have your estate planning in place? So everything's a process and planning, but life insurance is always first and people don't always realize that. <laughs> awesome. And I like to, so one couple of things I want to say, uh, mm -hmm. I like the fact that you brought up that it does take several years for your, your insurance to mature. So this is not a, you know, quick flip of your money when it comes to your, for your whole life, uh, insurance. Right. Um, I appreciate the disclaimer as well, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> before you started uh, your spill on the services that you provide. Uh, but I, I have I still to just because I just want to be clear because there are things that I'm knowledgeable about that I'm not legally able to consult with my clients alone, right? So I work with a partner 
So I just want to make it clear that, you know, I'm knowledgeable about these things, but I cannot legally consult with you on that by myself until I get my additional licenses. <laughs> That's fair. And um, I hope, and I definitely hope that you get that. I want to ask, uh, what are some myths that you generally come across as to why people either don't, don't get it or don't believe in life insurance? All right. This list is long. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, a few myths. Life insurance is too expensive. Um, that's just a general conversation, right? Because, you know, my cousin's policy is this much or my friend's policy is this much, or, you know, I, I think it's going to be expensive, um, you know, and it's all about what are your needs. You don't have to get $2 million in coverage if you don't have that need. Everything is needs-based. Um, there's always, you know, affordable coverage. It's never a problem to start off with term. People always want the benefits of whole life, but again, you have to be understanding that you're you're investing long-term in this plan. So there's nothing wrong with starting off with term insurance. Um, another myth, whole life is an investable product. I actually posted this on my Instagram today. So um, whole life insurance, like I said, is a tax-free product. Um, not an investment product, but can be used as a tax preferential savings vehicle, right? Um, myths that one product is better than the other one. Which one is better? Term, which one's better? Whole life. Neither one is better. They have different purposes. Term insurance is a great solution for, you know, high temporary needs. If you need $3 million in coverage, you're probably not going to want to pay for $3 million in whole life, get 3 million in term, get a smaller portion in whole life and build and convert chunks over time. If you don't have children, if you don't have a mortgage, if you don't have student debt, if you have no liabilities and you're single and young, there's really no need for term insurance just to say you have insurance. Get whole life, invest in yourself while it's affordable before you have the kids, the mortgage, the, you know, other responsibilities, because what happens is you'll be done paying for the whole life and you'll have that as an asset when you need it. You get what you need before you need it, right? Um, the only time I would tell somebody to get term insurance if they're like in their 20s and they don't really have a liability need is to lock in your insurability. Because again, life insurance is based on your age and your health. So if you know that, um, it will be beneficial for you to, you know, invest in whole life later. You get a cheap term policy in your 20s. And then when you're ready to really do something with it, you convert that to whole life without having to prove that you're still healthy, no medical exam, right? And you save money because you're locked in your insurability. That's really the only benefit of getting term in your 20s when you don't actually need the coverage for real reasons. <laughs> gotcha. No, that, that makes sense. I didn't mean to cut you off if you have any more missed. Um, life insurance on your kids is a jinx. I've heard that. Um, that's not true, but that's, I understand the thought of, you know, as a parent, like, you know, why would I get life insurance on my child? You know, I feel like it's a, they're not going to pass away, but getting life insurance for your kids has nothing to do with them passing away. It's all about setting a foundation for them. So when I educate people and explain the benefits and what it can do for them, then they understand. But I have been told multiple times that life insurance for your children is a jinx. 
And so, and so the <laughs> so, reason why uh, I've heard the reason, it. <laughs> the reason why I asked you about the miss is because a lot of it really, you know, and I'm pretty sure you've seen it. It really pains me when I see these uh, families they on social media and they start a GoFundMe because somebody passed away, right? Uh, even aside from the just the the future planning with the investments and setting your kids up for future success, just the basic necessities of when somebody passes, the ability to be able to to bury them and you know take care of all the other uh, things that need to get taken care of without right. it ca causing a strain on your family. I think, uh, and maybe it might be, but I notice it more so with older generations. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't do it, and then the bill is on the kids or on you know other family members and I, I it really hurts when I see that because I'm like man just if that person just had you know just a ten thousand dollar life insurance you know which mm -hmm. would probably be two two dollars a month uh they would probably they wouldn't have put this family in a bind so for those that maybe you know your idea is not to create generational wealth or provide some type of future or foundation for your kids but just the idea of being able to make sure that when if you leave this earth or anybody on this and that you care about leaves this earth, you're not flipping the bill. Uh, it is exactly. definitely something to consider. Uh, personally, I've been through that um, with my family, and uh, I'm pretty sure other people have been through that. Where because uh, I had to flip the bill for you know a person, somebody that passed away in our family, and so I know from it's frustrating, but at the same time, you don't want to. You know, money's funny, right? Even in death, even in mm -hmm. bad situations. And mm -hmm. so uh, I think to make sure, and, and maybe you may care because you'd be like, you know what? I'm in heaven or hell, so I don't care anyways what happens. But uh, <laughs> some people don't care, but those people, this very small, smaller percent of those people, some people don't care. But I think it's also about the mindset. You know, I've had someone tell me, I don't need to get life insurance so someone else can get rich when I die. Yep, Absolutely. That's the You're right. Neither, neither do I. But if you just have a $20,000 life insurance policy to cover a basic funeral, nobody's getting rich off of that. Nope. It's Probably just so that maybe 20 bucks left after that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, it's just about the mindset and have a conversation, you know, that unfortunately when people experience these things is when they, their, their mindset starts to shift. You know, I have a client, she told me, um, she said to me, I'm tired of being the only financially stable person in my family. You know, people don't, she said, when I say, when I say I'm broke, that means I don't have spending money. When they say they're broke, they don't have any money at all. She said, I'm tired of being the person to, to put money out when someone passes away. Every funeral, we had the conversation. Every funeral, nobody else gets life insurance. She said, I want you to talk to my family, but they're not going to listen to you. I said, well, let's get creative. Have a cookout. Let's do a wine and taste. And then I'll start talking about it. You, you have to, you got to bring this to the families. And, and what's frustrating, another reason I didn't mention before that I got, that I got into this industry is because it really bothers me that this conversation is so distant in our black and brown communities because okay, we had a meeting on Monday and um, one of my managing partners, he said he went to a family's house over the weekend, they had fun or whatever. The hot topics of discussion, taxes, kids going back to school after COVID, you know, 
financial stuff. When I any of those things at a cookout, but for us, it's not. So it's just, uh, it's just that something we want to normalize and change because that, that will take time to make a difference over time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so oh, one second, I'm going to cut this part out too, because it was uh, frozen. Can you hear me? It froze a little bit. Yeah, I can hear you now. <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, you, you said that we need to normalize it in our community and uh, without getting too specific on a demographic, that's exactly what I meant. Um, you, you're completely right. Uh, in the black community, uh, we don't do a really good job at that <clears throat> and can't really specify, you know, specify right now why, but the focus is not on, the focus is not forward thinking. I will say that the focus is in the now, the focus is, is surviving, right? Getting through the mm -hmm. next day. Uh, when I'm dead, it's almost like uh, I've been released. And so to think about something like that is not, is, is such a forethought um, that it can be challenging. So mm -hmm. I definitely understand your frustration. I understand what you're passionate in that because I'm passionate about uh, topics about that as well because it happens too often, right? Way too often. And the idea of being able to just get ahead, right? That's the, usually the mindset, right? Like, I'm just trying to get ahead. I'm just trying to get ahead. Just trying to make ends meet, mm -hmm. right? Like that's just the thought process all the time. And so somebody like you coming down and talking like, yo, there's another way, there's a better way. And mm -hmm. when somebody has already put in their, put the blinders on their, in their minds, you know, subconsciously so mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to think outside right i've even heard people say that uh certain things like insurance or other financial things is the white people way to do things and it's like no it's not based off of a race I'm thinking it about is, that it's it's not based off of a race it is based off of what is mm -hmm. what is best for you, uh you or your family uh it is not based off of a race it is not based off of a certain status because there are small policies there are big policies mm -hmm. right some people can only afford 25 dollars right. a month this policy is for that uh and and it right. could fit and it may fit what you need right at that moment but i just don't want us to put i don't want us being put in a box or putting ourselves in a box right and that's anybody right too mm -hmm. we just specific, specifically started talking about the black community but i don't want anybody to put themselves in a box to where uh, there are certain uh, products out there that are not for them because of what they think of themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my take no, on. I definitely understand you on that. Um, every, everybody, it's, 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 you know, your products and services and plans should be based on what's important to you and what you want or what you want your family to get out of it. What I noticed um, is that a lot of my clients told me that, you know, oh, I know I should have had life insurance years ago. I thought about it or I tried to look online or whatever, but I wasn't sure. I didn't know who to speak to. And, you know, I just didn't know who to trust. And I've been told oh, I, I didn't want to talk, you know, to some, some white guy in the suit, you know. And I just noticed that people want to see people 
like them. That piques their interest. You know, I started taking pictures of my clients on social media. Um, to be honest, not really for the pictures. It's really about like spreading that image, you know, like being okay. an advocate because it shows, it's, it's, it's like I'm showing you someone who looks like you doing something positive for themselves and their family. Don't you want to do the same? And it, it works, you know. Um, it shouldn't be the case. I'm trained by multiple intelligent white men and I'm happy to take that information and bring it to any, any, any person, any age, any race, you know, but I just noticed that people are more interested when they see someone who looks like them doing something good for themselves. Yeah, because so, uh, it allows them to be able to relate. Uh, especially, exactly. yeah. especially if they've been subconsciously conditioned to think that uh, something is not for them. And to see right. something uh, mm -hmm. that somebody could relate to and somebody is like them, they're like, oh, I, 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 maybe I can do this. Maybe I am good enough for it. And um, like I said, personally, right, I've been through a situation where life insurance was not uh, on one of my family members. And, you know, everybody's just like, all right, who's going to pay for this, right? And uh, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sore subject. Uh, depending on, you know, I guess depending on how everybody takes it, you know, it's, it's a sore subject. Uh, and even after a situation like that, people still don't get life insurance on themselves uh, because mm -hmm. of that conditioning that I was mentioning. Uh, and so uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, so some of your talking points was you supporting small businesses, uh, intentional resources. Oh, yes an infinite banking concept. So I'm gonna talk, let's talk about infinite banking concept because I think that, is that what you were referring to with the insurance portion? With the cost the whole life? Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. okay. So yeah. can you dive a little bit more into that? Um, the infinite banking concept is just basically the fact that the plan never expires. So, you know, again, you can, design the policy where you're funding it for a certain amount of years of your choice, um, but the policy never expires. It, is, it doesn't matter if you live until, you know, 120 years old. The plan doesn't expire. Cash value stops growing. The company we pay dividends. That's additional growth for you, continued forever. And it's like when our country's in a recession, banks are not lending. Right, everything's pretty much on hold until things get better. So I um, actually, my partner had a client a couple of years ago. He was a um, very avid real estate investor. He had about 13 properties uh, in a couple of different states. And, um, you know, economy wasn't doing well and he's stressing out about this property he's trying to close on. And, you know, we're kind of like, you know, laughing at him, you know, not, not, you know, but we're like, you realize did you forget how much cash value you have in your whole life policy? Takes the money out, buys the property, moves on like it's nothing, right? So having that control and that flexibility in your lifestyle is, is mind-blowing and, you know, is life-changing. And when you start these things earlier at an earlier age, it could just make the world of a difference. You know, paying $20 a month for your child's whole life policy, you don't understand how that can affect them in the future. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait till our kids are uh, 18. 
So I'm, de- I'm definitely looking forward to that, uh, to be able to provide them options to do, you know, basically kind of do whatever they want to do, as long as it's not as productive and not destructive. So that, that's what we're definitely right, right. encouraging. Uh, so talk about intentional resource. What, what do you mean by that? Um, so, so I do pride myself on intentionally being a resource um, to my clients, people that I network with, friends and family, because I, I always like to know who specializes in what, what their expertise is, you know, where you located, because I want to have resources that can help my clients, especially if they're entrepreneurs. Um, so I'm very well known to be a person that you can call and say, Hey, you know, who can do X, Y, Z, no fixes this, you know, where I can get this done, you know, where I can apply for this. And I guide that. I, I know this person, I don't know the answer to your question, but I know who knows the answer, call them and ask them. Um, because it's important. I'm, I'm always trying to, you know, look at different resources of what's, you know, what's available that people don't really know about learn about it, see if I can use it to my benefit, or if I know what this person's business is and I see a connection, I'm like, hey, I heard about this. You might want to check it out. It might be a benefit to you. That's, okay. um, you know, I thought that's important to be a resource um, because then that also gets also uh, reciprocated to me as well. You know, when people know what you do and you know what they do, that's how we keep our communities thriving. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, and that is very uh, way way to think in an abundance thinking because I think that's definitely going to come back around to you in a in a positive way and not trying to think like oh let me keep all these people for just for me I can but you can funnel them to different uh, resources and help them out so uh, thank you for mm-hmm. that uh, and then finally supporting small businesses how do you do that constantly. <laughs> um, I, you know, like I said, small businesses are pretty much the lifeline of our community. So I feel it's very important to support them. Um, and for me, I started doing that in 2018. It became like a lifestyle change. Um, it's not easy, but it does make a difference, you know, because like, for example, um, you know, if you, if you go to Whole Foods, right. And you always buy this, uh, celery juice this you know, this beet juice or whatever. And I have, I have a friend who actually owns a juice company, right? I'm going to start buying my juices from her instead, because I know that that feeds her family. That is her full-time job. Right. And that's going to keep her thriving. Whatever I normally buy on a regular basis. I'm trying to get an example right now. And I can't, but I've done it a lot. Um, I can't think of something. Just things that you would normally buy a name brand, right? I, I started buying a lot of, um, you know, small business jewelry and clothing, for example, right? Instead of just always going to the mall, I like never go to the mall anymore. Every once in a while, but for the most part, I do support small business owners. Um, you know, I won't go to um, a brand name Lash Studio. I go to a... Um, a small business owner in Maplewood and get my lashes done by her. So I'm like strategically saying, saying like, what do I normally do on a regular basis? Where do I spend my money? And then who can I find or who do I know that does this? If I like them, they do it well, I'm going to support them. And then I'm going to let everybody else know what they do. I like them, support them. I feel like that's very important. No, and and in the same, it comes back to me as well too, because 
you get to know, you know, again, we're all, we're all parents. We're all trying to succeed. We're all working. And um, I think that a lot of people realize now that they don't want to work a nine to five or they don't, they want to be their own boss. And this is the only way we're going to do that. You know? Um, So I feel like it's super important. I'm big. I'm very big on referrals. Yeah, COVID, COVID changed that. Uh, COVID definitely made people realize that they want to be home more often with their family, with their kids. Uh, mm-hmm. Even I know some people that switched over to, uh, you know, strictly homeschooling. Um, some mm-hmm. people that never went back to their job and decided to, uh, and, you know, with a lot of pressure, right, because bills came up, they, they turned it into high gear and really uh, went into, dove deep into the business that they always want to do and it worked out. So I love stories mm-hmm. like that. I love I love the new pivot that we're going, you know, the, the society is going to or, or uh, as far as mental health and quality time mm-hmm. and not uh, do, being involved in a rat race, you know, because right. it's, it's very stressful. And you get sucked it, in. Yeah, you get sucked in. Uh, we call mm-hmm. the golden handcuffs. Every time you feel like you're about to quit, there's a new benefit, new promotion, new increased bonus that gets put in front of your face. And then you're like, oh, man, more money but then you lose your freedom, right? Mm -hmm. You lose that time with your family. And so um, before I ask you the last question, uh, where can people find you and what is your Instagram name? I don't know if you said it earlier. Okay. Um, So my Instagram name is Ms. Life Insurance, so capital M-S Life Insurance. Um, You can find me, um, my professional uh, Facebook and LinkedIn is Brittany Sanders, um, New York Life Agent. Um, also on Clubhouse as Ms. Life Insurance. I'm on Pinterest. Uh, just started recently as Ms. Life Insurance. Um, eventually, I'm going to try to, the goal is to own that title. Um, I will be an established agent uh, as of next month. So I'm having my my own logo made, um, you know, all about branding. So keep a lookout for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, we will. Because in this but in the description of these episodes, we always put the, you know, the website link. If you have a book coming, mm-hmm. a course, uh, and, you know, obviously your social media so that people can find you really big on supporting small businesses as well, or individuals that are providing a service to the community like yourself, you are providing a service to individuals that need it. Uh, I agree with you as I've been doing my research throughout the years. I think there is each product is good for what's going on in your life at the time. And I think that's what people need to kind of start looking at it for the most part. Now, obviously, maybe some one agency may provide it a better rate than the other. But um, as far as different products or, you know, in, in this case, whole life in, in term, uh, it is based off of what's going on in your life and not, not one is better than the other. So thank you for clarifying that. Thank you for clarifying mm-hmm. the, the myths as well and emphasizing on the fact that we uh, we got to do a little bit better as people as far as making sure we take care of our family and make sure we uh, definitely prepare for the future because things are inevitable. Your life can change in an instant. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, you're in the situation you're in. So I definitely, uh, this, this is actually kind of a cool episode we're talking about because I recently have been talking to people about making sure that we uh, have life insurance. And yeah, is it a, mm-hmm. is it a little bit extra money? Yes. Um, but you, you have to, why wouldn't you budget for your future, right? Absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, the more we talk about it, I mean, I, um, if you follow me on Instagram, um, I'm probably most active on there just because, um, so like with our company, we have, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn are like our, our approved uh, platform. So on Instagram, I get to be myself a little bit more and I do create my own content. So, you know, I do do motivational posts on Mondays. I post life insurance or retirement um, educational facts on Thursdays. Uh, post my clients on Thursdays. Just always posting, you know, being myself so that, you know, I'm a human being, I'm a real person, but always doing educational things on a regular basis so that people can see, understand, like, you know, what's out there as a resource, you know, post information and um, just keep it as a part of your everyday life. So um, going to continue to try and build more partnerships. Um, I am currently licensed in 12 states. So I'm talking to an agent in California I may partner with, um, someone in New York and um, just working on different things. This is actually, just so you know, this is one of my um, try something new podcast interviews. Um, so I, I'm, I thank you for reaching out to me and, and letting me come on here and speak because I know that this podcast is getting very big now. And um, I feel that information to read is great, but for some reason, like when I talk to people, it's just a much better effect and, you know, a bigger impact. So yeah, reading's, reading's boring, you know, so. It is. People, it people, is. people could, uh, <laughs> so sarcastically for me, because I like to read, but I do, I remember, and I say that sarcastically because now I like to read, but I remember growing up, if I wanted to fall asleep, I'd put a book in my face and mm, I would, and it would help me like fall me. asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like me. But for me, the joke now is I always tell people like, oh, I, you know, I, uh, I have my, I have a boring career and, you know, I try to make it fun. Right. We know what you want to talk about life insurance, but when you talk to me, you're going to want to talk about it. <laughs> try to make it less, you know, less, uh, you know, it's, it's not, a, it's really not a morbid topic, right. It's just about protecting your family and, yeah. you know, embracing the gift of life. It shouldn't be morbid. It's not. No, I don't you have think a, so you have all. a spare tire in your car, right. You don't plan to get a flat today. You have a spare tire just in case it's the same thing. I agree. Great analogy. And so finally, uh, what is your rich state of mind? Or as we like to say, you know, your your big why uh, passion behind why you do what you do? My rich state of mind. <laughs> um, my rich state of mind is basically educating myself, um, applying what I learned to my life and sharing that with my children um, in simplistic words, obviously. Um, my oldest is 11, so he's getting probably the most of it. Um, but just simple things like, you know, people are shocked sometimes that my 11-year-old has a brokerage account, right? I started talking to him. I said, I said, you know what? I'm starting to learn about um, stocks, and I want you to learn with me. Not obviously as much detail, but I'm going to explain to you that when you look at Jordan and Nike, you can buy a share of that, you know, things like that. Um, so just applying what I learned to my life leading by example so my kids can see that and uh, having financial freedom and, and, and flexibility, right? Just showing my children that you don't have to subject to the typical nine to five system, American dream that is like set up for us to follow a system, right? Go to school, go to college, be in debt, get a mortgage, 
be in more debt, work to pay all this stuff and retire is not my vision, right? I want us to build early. Um, sure, go to college. That's what you want to do. If not, that's okay too. Real estate is not optional in my house. It's a necessity for my children. So, <laughs> um, and the reason for that is because we want to, if, if, think about this, there are people who are, have a harder time in college, for example, because they're going to school and they're working to pay their tuition. They're working to pay for books, right? Whereas the child who is financially set, right? Because their parents have money to pay for it and they're just going to school and studying all day and having fun have a better experience so if you have money in advance you can put your all into your studies and not stress about i gotta work to pay for my books next semester or even if you don't go to college i'm gonna have money to if, if you want to be a musician that's not gonna make any money for a couple of years right it's gonna be a struggle but if you have some residual income with a rental property you can live your lifestyle and Focus on your dream. That's not making money the first couple of years. So that is my, that's my mindset. That's, that's really what I want my kids to see. We, I can work. We were in Puerto Rico. I was working. You don't have to clock in nine to five. You can do what you want to do. That's my, that's my, my mindset. And you have an awesome mindset. And you also just validated to, if my daughter could hear right now, you would have validated that her parents are not the only ones that are crazy because um, <laughs> she wants to travel abroad and do all these great things across the world, but it costs money. You know, what's mm -hmm. your stream of income, right? And so we've been educating her on, you know, real estate investing and helping her be a great negotiator. I, sh I try to shake her down every chance I get um, and see what happens. So she's gotten pretty cool at it, um, pretty good at it, actually. That's uh, good. So I'm actually pretty proud of her. Yeah, she's 15, going on, she'll be 16 in October. Okay. And, um so I'm glad you brought that up because there, I think when it comes to parenting, speak on this just a little bit, because of parenting, a lot of us get caught up in just trying to make sure we're good, right? Just food on the table, bills is paid. Oh, all right. And then mm -hmm. uh, you made a great point by saying that we, there are, there are kid stressors. And one thing that I remember growing up was also stressing about grown-up things like the bills and so therefore my mind's not on school my mind's my mind is on I can't wait till I turn 16 years old so I can get a job be able to pay for my own haircut pay for my own clothes and it's not on the things that matter at four, eight, 14 15 16 year old and so right. when you set up a great environment a, a developmental atmosphere that is not based off of survivability it's based off of prosperity development encouraging and growth uh mm -hmm. it fosters a, a, an environment for your kids to flourish in things that they're supposed to be doing that is appropriate to their age so thank you for right. explaining that uh because i really on a personal level i really really care about that because uh you know a teenager she just has to worry about school like i'd be like yo life's not life's not stressful you just gotta worry about school <laughs> and uh you know you're, you're she's got three pets so you gotta worry about mm -hmm. your uh school your three pets and then she's like a lifeguard for the summer so uh, okay. other than that you know and we just make you spend she, we make her put half her check in, in her savings so yeah my but, son will learn that eventually they, they get you know 
they get their birthday, the Christmas money or whatever. But uh, I know that he's going to, every summer he tries to get a side hustle, you know. Awesome. And um, I'm like, I said, next thing it might be a vending machine or, you know, we're going to invest it, right? You can, you can spend a little bit, ice cream money, whatever you want to do. But um, I'm a little excited about this summer because my kids, my oldest is 11, he plays the piano. And my youngest is five. He plays the drums. They play together. And this will be their first summer uh, performing in front of people. So I explained to them, like, listen, you actually, like, really enjoy doing this. You know, you can get paid to have fun. You can get paid to perform and do what you love. This is mm-hmm. an example. So they're going to get to experience that next month. And I'm excited for that. That's cool. And Brittany, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to explain everything that you did today. We broke some myths. Mm-hmm. We explained some uh I guess you could say some, not only some myth busting, but some changing, uh, some conscious conditioning that people either was taught or they end up building around, building around themselves because of, you know, self-esteem circumstances uh, or whatever the case may be. So I'm looking forward to this episode showing up. So this would be <laughs> episode 70, right? So this is about actually, this is about 18 weeks out, but uh I will definitely be promoting this episode because people need to know about insurance and how it can be used and uh, take advantage of the different uh, products that are out there in order to set up for success. Case in point, and I'm going to bring this up from what was talked about maybe about 40 minutes ago now, you can use, uh, put your life insurance on payroll, use it as another form of retirement. So that was pretty cool. So uh (laughs) <laughs> thank you so much, Brittany. This was this was pretty cool. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm super excited. <laughs>Thank you for sticking with us from the start of the episode. Please share our show with friends and family, visit our YouTube channel, and view more of our content on richstateofmind.com. See you next week on the Rich State of Mind show.